is the direction of my life, the overall trajectory of my life, does it say that I really believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell of Founders Baptist Church. Now, with the podcast this time, we're going to do things a little differently. Instead of me asking Pastor Richard the question, we actually have a small, live audience of mostly young people who have important topics they'd like to ask Pastor Richard. So we hope you'll enjoy this new format for Season 14 of Straight Truth. But if you have a question you'd like to ask Pastor Richard, as always, please leave a comment below this video or submit a question on our website, straighttruth.net. With that, let's get to the question for this episode. In Matthew 7, 21-23, our question is, how do we know for sure if we are a Christian? How can we make sure we are true Christians and not like the hypocrites? Like, well, for, for me, I have always wondered, like, like, how do I really know, like, I have eternal life? Thank you. It's a great question. Let me read the passage that you made reference to. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, it says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? and do many mighty works in your name. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So obviously what is envisioned in these verses is a day when people will appear before the Lord Jesus in judgment and hear the words, I never knew you. You claim to have a relationship with me. You called me Lord. In fact, some of these people did quite a bit in, the, in his name, in the name of the Lord. Some preached in his name. Some purported to cast out demons in his name. Some seemed to do mighty works in his name. But Jesus says to them, depart from me, which is to you know, send them out into judgment. I never knew you. A few things I would want to note. So, so let's just start there. Is it possible for someone to say they know Jesus and yet they don't really know him. Is it possible for someone to engage in acts of ministry but not really know him? The verses make clear that that is possible, that in fact that's going to happen. I would though underscore the fact that in this passage, it is not that they lost salvation. It's not that they had it and somehow forfeited it by their performance or anything else. He said, I never knew you. You were never mine. I never had a relationship with you. So this is a case where someone was deceived about their relationship to Christ. Something else that I, I would note is that one of the evidences of knowing Christ from these verses must be the way that someone lives. So salvation is, is a matter of faith. The, the distinction to be drawn here is between calling Jesus Lord without faith versus a confession of Jesus as Lord with genuine faith. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The New Testament says this also. 
Romans 10 makes that clear. So to call on the name of the Lord is to be saved. But that confession of Lord that, that brings salvation is a confession made in genuine faith. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He's the only Savior given to men. I believe that He died for sinners on the cross. That would include me because I'm a sinner. I believe that He was raised from the dead bodily. And I believe that He's able to save forever anyone who comes to Him by faith. I'm turning from my life of self-trust and from a life of denying the gospel to put my faith in the Son of God. Anyone who believes like that is saved, will be saved. Having said that, our Lord says in, the, in these verses that the one who will enter the kingdom of heaven is not the one who just says, Lord, Lord, but he says, the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And I take that to refer to two things. The will of the Father is that we would believe in his Son. So the one who truly believes in the Son of God is the one who's done the will of the Father. But the rest of the New Testament makes clear that the one who really believes also obeys the Son. They follow the Son. Now, we do that imperfectly. No one is going to arrive on this side of heaven. Every believer is being progressively transformed into the likeness of Christ. We're all growing. And as the book of James says, we all stumble in many ways. So what I don't want to do is try to measure whether I have eternal life or not based on my performance, as if my, my performance is going to determine the outcome. If I obey Jesus enough, I'm going to be in heaven. If I don't obey Jesus enough, I'm going to go to hell. That's a wrong thinking about salvation. Salvation is by grace alone. It's by faith alone. It's in Christ alone. But what is a fair thing to evaluate is, does my life say that I really believe? Does my, is my life saying, is, is, the, is the direction of my life, the overall trajectory of my life, does it say that I really believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? So one of the evidences that my confession is really full of faith is that I follow the one whom I claim to be Lord. And if we just stop and think about what the title Lord means, there's a kind of life that belongs to that confession. If I say he's my Lord, I mean he's my God, he's my King, he's my master. Is my life saying the same thing as my lips? Does my life give evidence that this is who Jesus really is to me? Yeah, and there, there's a lot of young people in the audience right now. So I wonder if you could maybe speak to what does that look like for a young person a practically to, to, in their lives? Yeah, it looks, I would say it looks the same as any believer, but, it, but it's going to be expressed at times in different ways because of your age and the setting in which you're living your life. So one of the ways I would, I would could measure that in my life is being a husband. Well, obviously that, you know, you're not a wife right now. So that's not how it's going to be manifested in your life. Or I could say it's going to be manifested in, the, in how I teach my grandchildren. Well, obviously you're a young person. That's not how it's going to be manifested in your life. But if you walk through the book of first John, you find several evidences of eternal life. One of, of those evidences is a doctrinal evidence. Do I believe what the Bible has revealed about Jesus? So do I have a right understanding of the gospel and do I embrace it? Okay, that's going to be true regardless of your age. If you're a 14-year-old believer, you have to believe the gospel. If you're a 45-year-old believer, you have to believe the gospel. A second test found in 1 John would be, do I confess my sins? Do I say the same about my sin as God says about my sin? Do I, am I able to recognize sin when it's in my life? And does it grieve me? Do I want to turn from it? Do I want to please God? This, this is one of the tests. Again, that's true 
whether you're 14 or you're 45. Do I love my brothers and sisters in Christ? Do I love the Lord's church? Someone who says they're a believer, but they have no love for the people of God is someone who's giving evidence they don't really belong to the family of God. Anyone who loves the Father loves his offspring. And so if I really love God as my Father, I love his offspring. I love his Son. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. So do I see a love for the people of God in my life? Do I recognize false teaching when I come in contact with it? Again, this is going to be something we mature in over time. But even as a brand new believer, what doesn't line up with the gospel, I should be able to recognize. Someone says to me, well, the way you're going to, to know you have eternal life is you have to be baptized in water. Well, I know that's not the gospel if I've learned the gospel, right? Baptism is an evidence of, it is a confession of salvation. I confess my faith in Christ in the waters of baptism, but, but I'm not saved by baptism. So even as a very young believer, I should be able to note that distinction. Someone says to me that there are many gods. I should right away be able to recognize that's not the case. There's one true and living God who has eternally existed in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. This is basic gospel information at the outset. So you walk through 1 John. I, there, there are others I could mention, answer prayer and some other things. The trajectory of my life, is, as I mentioned earlier, is, my, my, is the pattern of my life one of pursuing sin or is the pattern of my life one of putting away sin and pursuing Christ? These are the sorts of evidences you find in the book of 1 John. And no matter how old you are, you can go to that book and treat it like a mirror and look at your, examine yourself in the light of it and ask, do I see the signs of life in my life as I examine the Word of God? Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, we'd love to have you share this episode with friends and family. And the easiest way to do that is by going to our website, straighttruth.net, and subscribing to one of our social media channels like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. So if you'd like to find out ways to help us to continue to produce this podcast, again, go to our website, straighttruth.net. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.